Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk about the possibility of increasing milk prices. Also, we'll discuss agriculture in the classroom's Think Ag initiative. And up first in today's country comment, Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance will stop by to give us an update on the corn harvest. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. There are still a few cornfields remaining in the province. I got an update from Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. I think we're very close to wrapping up. There's still, I mean, there's definitely still corn standing. Um, there's, I think, I've seen some sunflowers still standing too, but that's just a matter of, I think, timing for producers that have both. Um, but with the warm weather coming up this week, I think... I think guys will probably be finishing up, I would expect. It's good drying drying weather once the temperatures reach 10 degrees and 12 degrees. So as good as it's going to get, I think. And how's the uh, corn been coming off? I think recently, well, there's some uh, producers that are are talking about, you know, the stalks staying green and just having a little bit more trouble um, cutting cutting the corn than anything, but the grain's dry or in the low 20s. 20%. So I think it's been going reasonably well. I don't think that too many producers have had to fight with it and drying drying just takes a little a little longer in this cool weather. And I guess yields kind of all over the place still or still all over the place. Yeah, but I think um I I feel like generally this year um producers were expecting one thing and were pleasantly surprised by getting just a little bit higher. Not good yields, but um happy with what they wound up getting and with the prices of course that definitely helped help the situation and uh, you know sunflowers what are you hearing there also all over the place some some lower yields but very respectable yields so and some very high yields it's been all over as well they've definitely found the moisture when um when they needed to but um they've they've been doing so great over these past drought years that it's kind of an incredible crop to have chosen so and the the frost overnight is that having any impact or? I think it's will just slow slow everybody down a little bit. As far as timing, um, you know, where are things compared to other years? Well, considering we might be able to wrap up right quick here, I think that we're still a little bit ahead of normal. Um, I I would say generally, a corn harvest would wrap up um, mid November, maybe for the for the later fields but i'd say we're we're slightly ahead to normal you mentioned you were out doing some scouting for the uh, yield competition you know how's that been going good i'm quite surprised with the amount of entries that we've had last year was also a tough year that we know of and i only had 20 entries last year which we usually get about double that and this year i should have about 135 so considering what we've been through this year and and what the yields are turning out to be. Um, it's a, a great sign, I think, anyway. It's just uh, the amount of response I've had this year for the corn competition. It means that some guys are finding very high yields um, in, you know, they could be average average field, but good yields within that field. So um, I'm impressed with what I've, what I've come up with so far. That was Morgan Cott, agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up.
Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Chronic wasting disease has been discovered in Manitoba for the first time. On October 14th, as part of the province's wildlife health surveillance program, a male mule deer was observed to be unhealthy and was euthanized in western Manitoba near Lake of the Prairies, which is located near the Manitoba-Saskatchewan border. Subsequent testing found the animal to have chronic wasting disease. To ensure the disease is not spread, Manitoba will be immediately implementing a ban on hunting deer, moose, caribou and elk in the area. The boundaries of the area are currently being determined, but will initially include at least a portion of Game Hunting Area 22. CWD is an incurable fatal disease that affects members of the deer family, including white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, moose, and caribou. In order to protect their health, hunters active in the areas where CWD has been detected should have their harvested animal tested, practice safe carcass handling protocols, and avoid consumption of any animal that has tested positive for CWD. At this time, there is no indication of any connection to farmed elk populations, and there have been no reported cases in farmed animals in Manitoba. Chronic wasting disease does not affect cattle or other domesticated animals. The Canadian Dairy Commission is recommending a large hike in farm gate milk prices, which would raise the cost of dairy products on store shelves in the next year. The Federal Crown Corporation says an 8.4% price increase for processors is expected to be approved by provincial authorities next month and take effect February 1st. Sylvain Charlebois is director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He says the retail price of milk in grocery stores could increase by as much as 10%, adding prices for dairy products like butter, cheese and yogurt could soar as much as 15% came a bit as a shock because uh, 8.4% is almost double the previous record, which was at 4.52% uh, set back in 2017. Uh, so 8.4% is, is a lot in one year. Dairy Farmers of Canada President Pierre Lampron says the increase will partially offset a significant rise in production costs incurred by farmers since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. He notes this price adjustment remains below the increases observed for many other foods since the beginning of the pandemic. And Agriculture in the Classroom Canada has launched a teaching guide with interactive resources for the Guardians of the Grasslands documentary. Here's education specialist Melissa Galay. The Guardians of the Grasslands um, obviously is a wonderful documentary that explores um, obviously the current state of one of the most endangered ecosystems. And, and the role that cattle play um, in that ecosystem, which is the grasslands. And it's an amazing documentary. It's, it's 12 minutes long, so it's a really great size um, and length for students to consume that information. Um, and we just knew that we needed a resource to complement it so that students and teachers could use it in the classroom. Guardians of the Grasslands in the Classroom is targeted at grade 7 to 11 students and was made possible through a funding partnership with the Canadian Cattlemen's Foundation. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Knute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, November 2nd. I'm Corey Knute. Coming up today, we'll talk about the possibility of increasing dairy prices. The Canadian Dairy Commission intends to increase farm gate milk prices. The Crown Corporation says an 8.4% price increase for processors is expected to be approved by provincial authorities next month and take effect February 1st. Chantelle Paul is a spokesperson for the CDC. The farm price is reviewed every year, more or less at this time of the year. And uh, as usual, we had consultations with um, many different stakeholders, including dairy farmers, their processors, 
the consumers, the retailers, as well as the restaurant people. And uh, we also looked at the results of a cost of production study that we do. So every year we look at how much does it cost to produce milk in Canada, basically. And, of course, in the last couple of years, those costs have gone up a lot. Um, you already know that, you know, fuel prices are up, grain prices are up. These, all these things have an impact on, on dairy farms as well. Um, and we also looked at the trends in dairy farmers' revenues. So, and what we noticed was their revenues did not keep up with the way their cost of productions were going. So we felt it was really necessary to have a, a above average increase this year to make sure that uh, the dairy farms remained profitable. Just take us through some of those increases and you know what what the uh, dollar amounts will be. Yeah, so if you if you convert the 8.4% in dollars per liter for so dairy farmers will get on average 6 cents more per hectoliter, so it, it converts to 6 I mean $6 per hectoliter, it converts to 6 cents per liter. A liter is easier to to look at, I guess, than than 100 liters. And butter that'll uh, that's also going up. Well, we don't regulate the price of butter. So what I'm talking about is strictly the farm gate price. So the farmers will get more for their milk. It's likely that this increase will, you know, go up the supply chain and and that we will see some changes at at the retail level on most dairy products. What's the timeline for how things will unfold here? So our recommendation should be looked at and approved by provincial authorities around early December. And you will, uh, the farmers will get the increase on February 1st. Was it surprising that it was such a large increase compared to to previous years? Not really, because um, we could see the trend in the increase in in cost of production. Uh, We've heard, we've been hearing for several months that the gas prices were going up, the grain prices were going up. So we weren't sure of the, you know, the magnitude of the increase in the cost of production, but we were not surprised to see to see a, a, a significant increase. And when might uh, consumers notice uh, the difference at the uh, grocery stores? Well, normally it should be after February 1st. Um, so the, fir- the, the milk will be delivered from the farmers to the processors in February. The processors will pay more for it. So as those that milk gets processed into dairy products and reaches the shelves, um, then it, it, should, uh, it should translate at that point. That was Chantel Paul, Director of Corporate Services for the Canadian Dairy Commission. With more on the topic of increasing farm gate milk prices, we caught up with Sylvain Charlebois, Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. It uh, came a bit as a shock because uh, 8.4% is almost double uh, the previous record, which was at 4.52%. Uh, set back in 2017, uh, so 8.4% is is a lot in one year, and uh, and what is likely to happen is that provinces will accept the increase, and consumers uh, starting next year, early next year, will have to pay way more for uh, for dairy products, uh, from fluid milk to cheese to yogurt to anything you uh, you need milk for. 
And uh, butter, that's uh, up, uh, I guess, more than 12%? Yeah, so butter is another issue, of course. Again, it's unclear exactly why they're increasing uh, the price of butter by 12%. I suspect it has something to do with Buttergate. When uh, when the public heard that dairy producers were using uh, palmite, which is a palm oil derivative to feed cows, uh, they banned the practice back in March, and I suspect that 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 measure increased the cost of production uh, for butter fat. So 12.4% is is another record, uh, just to put you put things into perspective, from 2016 to 2021, that increase was 12% over five years. <laughs> now we're looking at 12.4% in one year. Yeah, I guess just talk about this whole, this whole process. You know, why, why do you think the numbers are just so, so big here this year? Well, they're justifying uh, the increase by... Uh, by pointing at higher energy costs and higher feed costs. But the challenge that I think we're all facing is the lack of, of clarity and transparency from the CDC. Um, the way that the pricing formula is managed has, uh, has been anything but transparent over the years. Uh, we don't have access to any raw data. We don't know exactly where these numbers are coming from. So if dairy farmers need the increase, that's fine. But the CDC, which is, again, a crown corporation, uh, would need to be way more forthcoming with data to justify these increases because uh, the CDC's recommendation will impact uh, most, uh, most Canadians' lives. And I know something you've talked about before, but, uh, you know, the importance of supply management, but you, you've talked about uh, re- reforming that, uh, the way things work there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we actually, a little less than a year ago, we, we published uh, Supply Management 2.0, uh, a roadmap to a stronger supply management regime. And uh, the first step was to reform the CDC, its governance. It's controlled by three people, essentially, uh, with links to the dairy sector. One of them is a former dairy producer. And uh, so processors are not represented uh, grocers are not represented and consumers either, so that would need to change. And uh, and if you do that, I suspect that the scope of analysis for the CDC would also be changed as well. That was Sylvain Charlebois, Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District meetings are ongoing. Go to their website for schedule information. A webinar entitled Cover Cropping on the Canadian Prairies takes place tomorrow. You can register on the Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative website. Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event November 10th entitled What a Year, a Celebration of Egg Innovation. You can check it out at OutdoorFarmShow.com. The Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association Regenerative Egg Conference takes place November 15th to the 17th at Brandon's Victoria Inn. The Canadian Hemp Trade Alliance is planning its annual conference for November 17th and 18th. This will take place online. Details at HempTrade.ca. The Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference is planned to be held virtually this year, November 22nd and 23rd. 
And the Association of Manitoba Municipalities is holding its fall convention November 22nd to the 24th. More details can be found on AMM's website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, Agriculture in the Classroom Canada is inspiring students to explore careers in agriculture and food this November for Canada Career Month. By putting agri-food careers into the spotlight through its Think Ag initiative, Ag in the Classroom hopes to get Canadian teens curious about the diversity of careers available in the sector and help close the labour shortage gap. Shayla Hertz is Think Ag Manager with Agriculture in the Classroom Canada. So ThinkAid is basically a platform where Agriculture in the Classroom Canada provides a collection of teaching resources and outreach tools that encourage students in grades 5 to 12 to explore and get curious about the options that are in um, agriculture and food. For uh, November uh, Canada Career Month, tell us uh, what's uh, new uh, uh, this month. So we have a new career case game. Um, It is launching in this November And it's an exciting new career resource where it's basically a ready-to-use game kit that is provided to teachers. And it kind of demonstrates the diversity, variety, and importance of careers that are in agriculture. And it's a really cool resource because it allows for um, a bunch of different skills to be developed, such as decision-making, leadership, collaboration, teamwork, um, negotiation skills. And so the way that it basically is played is um, it's, kind of played in two different ways there's a speed version as well as a um, kind of facilitated version and students basically get together in teams and they pick out different careers that are um, that would solve a certain case in agriculture like a situation or a challenge and so we piloted it um, in Saskatchewan and a few other provinces in the last year or so and it is finally launching nationally so we're very excited about it and teachers are already um, getting their game kits and playing it with their students and we've had really positive feedback. Um, Another couple things that are happening are uh, we're giving a few sneak peeks at our new Careero app that will be launching in spring of 2022 Um, and this app is super interesting because it's kind of an interactive self-interest assessment for students. And so it will allow them to figure out what their different interest areas are so that they can ultimately choose what careers are more suited to them. And um, so we're really excited to be launching that in in the spring here. And um, those are kind of a couple of the things that are happening throughout Career Month. And a new website as well for ThinkEgg? Yeah, so we did a bit of a soft launch in April of our brand new ThinkEgg website. And so we're doing a bit of a bigger splash type of launch now during career months um, to basically showcase how the website can be used to complement lots of these other initiatives that are happening. So um, even for the career case game, teachers can go to the ThinkEgg website and download all the different resources to support that specific uh, career case game, as well as ultimately when the Careero app is launched, it will actually be integrated into the website so that students, when they go to the website, they are able to download the app from there and then they can use the website to continue their learning by searching for different careers that are uh, very pertinent to their specific interest areas. And Sheila, just talk about the, the need to, to fill some of these positions and just the uh, the great opportunities that are out there. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the, the whole uh, idea behind ThinkEgg is ultimately to tell teens that 
agriculture is a place that's full of diversity. It means diverse careers. It means diverse interests that are needed and skills. And so we just really want youth to understand that whatever their skills and interests are, there is a place for them in agriculture. And we really want to encourage youth that don't maybe come from a farming background to also consider careers in agriculture and food um, because they offer uh, really competitive salaries and there's lots of job security in agriculture. We all know that we need uh, to feed the world and that, you know, everyone has to eat. And so we want to make sure that youth understand that um, there is a lot of jobs out there for them and that we are very encouraging of them to be able to take those jobs um, into the future once they kind of graduate high school. And we just want them to understand that they will certainly fit in agriculture regardless of their background. This is our first year participating in Career Month. Um, and that it's an initiative that is put, put on by the Canadian Career Development Foundation. And we're very happy, happy to be part of a collaborative group uh, made up of all kinds of different career development professionals and universities across Canada. And we're just really excited to be part of it this year and plan to continue being part of it for years to come. That was Shayla Hertz. She's the Think Egg Manager with Agriculture in the Classroom Canada. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Consumers could see a spike in dairy prices over the next year as the Canadian Dairy Commission is recommending a large hike in farm gate milk prices. The Crown Corporation says an 8.4% price increase for processors is expected to be approved by provincial authorities next month and take effect February 1st. Sylvain Charlebois is director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He says the retail price of milk in grocery stores could increase by as much as 10%, adding prices for dairy products like butter, cheese, and yogurt could soar as much as 15%. The way that the pricing formula is managed has, uh, has been anything but transparent over the years. We don't have access to any raw data, we don't know exactly where these numbers are coming from. So if dairy farmers need the increase, that's fine. But the CDC, which is, again, a crown corporation, would need to be way more forthcoming with data to justify these increases because uh, the CDC's recommendation will impact uh, most, uh, most Canadians' lives. Dairy Farmers of Canada President Pierre Lampron says the increase will partially offset a significant rise in production costs incurred by farmers since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. He notes this price adjustment remains below the increases observed for many other foods since the beginning of the pandemic. And teachers across Canada now have access to guardians of the grasslands in the classroom. Agriculture in the Classroom Canada has launched a teaching guide with interactive resources for the 12-minute documentary, which explores the role that cattle play in the survival of Canada's vanishing grasslands ecosystem. Here's education specialist Melissa Gallet. It's aimed at grades 7 to 12 students, uh, and it obviously connects to the curriculum in each of, our, in each of the provinces. Um, but it's through pre- and post-viewing questions. Um, there's a few extension activities. And then there's also a really fun build-your-own board game activity, which is research-focused that gets students to research, um, you know, different native species in the grasslands to connect to the content that way as well. Guardians of the Grasslands in the Classroom was made possible through a funding partnership with the Canadian Cattlemen's Foundation. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2. 
on the Markets Farm program coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll chat with newly reappointed Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.